Ay, ay, ay. We are two queens and a what on the Martin Luther King weekend. Oh, are we recording? Just now. We started. Oh. I just, you know. <laughs> always be always... recording. That's what they say on, but that's what, like, real podcasters say. They say, ABR, always be recording. Always do recording. I was like, well, we no, seem to be, be recording. Always be recording. <laughs> you two either, you know, start getting your act together or I quit. <laughs> what are you drinking, Megan? <laughs> Always be recording. That's so funny. That's so funny, Mikey. But I also believe you. Mm-hmm. Well, in sales, it's always be closing. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it still said done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, uh, what what are you sipping on, Miss uh, Bran? Well, uh, boring. Just boring old water right now for me because um, I, uh, I, I I'm saving my. Fun drink for dinner. I'm having a boozy slushy with dinner. Ooh, a boozy slushy. Is that what you're calling yeah. Mirna now? Is that what I call what? Mirna? Yeah. <laughs> boozy slushy. I don't think they've gone to that step in their relationship. Okay. I don't know. Unless you would like to share something with our our um, uh, listeners, Megan. No, it's 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 just a boozy slushy. It's just a uh, it's it's a hurricane. I think it's a hurricane. A boozy hurricane. Uh-huh. I was really talking about your relationship with Myrna, but okay, it's a hurricane. Um, <laughs> what do you have for dinner that you're drinking a hurricane? Yeah. Ugh, you're saving a hurricane with food? That sounds disgusting, actually. I don't even, I don't know if I've actually ever had a hurricane it's, before. It's a lot, so, it's you rum, know, I'll update people and, next week. Rum and fruit juices. Yeah. They're delicious. Mm. They're delicious. My favorite thing, I have to do this whenever I go to, um, to New Orleans, the first thing I have to do is go to Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop, the oldest continuing bar in the United States of America, and order a hurricane because they actually make it with all the real fruit juices, mm-hmm. as opposed to going to like Pat O'Reilly's or whatever. Pat, uh, what is it? Pat, Pat, Pat O'Brien's? Pat O'Brien's? Yeah, whatever. They have it in a slushy machine, and it's like. I'm sorry. I'm mm. in New Orleans. They can put I'm, those real juices in there, but yeah, don't. no, I like they it don't. on the rocks. It's I'm so, uh, definitely. I'm not. And I only a frozen have one drink. I mean, I will. I will enjoy a good frozen drink, but if I have a choice between a margarita or a frozen margarita, going on the rocks. Uh, yeah. So same. unless it's really cold, or hot out. Maybe. Yeah. No, that's another great uh, New Orleans treat. Is if it's hot, buying one of those big slushy <laughs> alcoholic Stupid drinks. Slush. And just walking around in the heat and yeah. sipping the icy goodness. Yeah. Oh, um, I miss New Orleans. Yeah. So you're having a taste of New Orleans. I am having a Stella Artois, the last one we had in the fridge, mm. uh, which I like Don't to call. Do we have some in the, in the closet? I think we're done. Oh. Uh, <gasps> this is a taste of Belgium without the COVID uh, rules of travel these days. Right. So um, <laughs> anyway. And I'm having a lime liqueur, which is a taste of Wisconsin. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking Betty Ford's since you're non-alcoholic, but okay, we'll go with Wisconsin. So I would be drinking um, uh, peppermint iced tea, but I have had a, <laughs> a, a, a terrible peppermint iced tea week. He's last been week, on a jam. Well, last week I decided, you know, I, I sat down with uh, uh, Harney and Sons and I said that, I think we should see other teas. And, um, so I, I decided to experiment and get new, try some new peppermint teas. And there was a thing on sta- on um, Amazon called Stash, 
And it got good reviews from the customers and all that. They said it was really pepperminty, which is the number one important thing for me. And I got it. And but in order for me to make a decent um, jug of tea, I needed to put um, nine or ten tea bags. So it was like, wow, that seems just ridiculous. Um, and then, but they stash has you know uh, what they call super mint. And I'm like, oh, my God, that must, I mean, this is okay, the peppermint, but the supermint must be amazing. Well, the supermint is less minty than a peppermint, you know, which is really Maybe disappointing. Maybe it's just so minty that your tongue cannot discern I the difference. I don't think that, I wish, I wish. Mm. And then I was like, oh, that's a price. And so I went back on Amazon and I ordered this um, artisanal medicinals peppermint or something like that. And it was it was cheap. It was like ten bucks for six boxes and sixteen um, bags in a box. And I'm like, all right. And um, it came, but it was dandelion root tea. And I wrote Amazon and say, I ordered peppermint. You sent me dandelion, and they're like, all right, well, just throw that away, and we'll send you a new one. And mm-hmm. then the next day, I got I got the replacement. It was still dandelion root tea, which means that their coating in the fulfillment center is wrong. So mm. I ended up giving all of this tea away to different uh, people in our um, uh, our building. And then um, I tried some other tea. I went over the Chinese. Because you did not like the dandelion tea. No, it was disgusting. I had a sip mm-hmm. of it. It tasted like tea, but with a smoky aftertaste, yeah, was, which you know, actually is kind of disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, mm. so then I tried, I went over to the... Uh, Chinese grocery store, and they had some peppermint ice, uh, peppermint tea, and I made a bottle of that, uh, a jug of that last night, and I tried it this morning. That was gross, so that had to be thrown away. So now I'm trying the Allegra um, peppermint, which is chilling in the freeze refrigerator right now. So that's fingers what, crossed. That's why I'm drinking. And this is the thing, guys out there who say to their boyfriends or girlfriends, I think we should see other people. I think you might want to just look at the relationship you currently have and accept mm-hmm. it for the goodness and rather than trying to sow your wild peppermint oats. <laughs> so so let me ask, why aren't you going? So go back to Harney and Son. I will eventually. Um, but I have tried these. I tried Bigelow. Bigelow has a, a peppermint spearmint. And there's something, you know, it's kind of like going to a prostitute, I guess. There's something, you know, lascivious about, you know, the, spe- the spearmint added to it. Um, but I still love Harney and Stone most of all, just like my wife. I would love her more than the prostitute. And, um, and we'll, <laughs> we'll see how this Allegra goes. What about brewing your tea and just dropping a peppermint candy? I have tried. I tried that with the stash. I, I have some peppermint extract, which I've used for cookies. And I put a few drops of peppermint extract in and it didn't work. Meaning you didn't mm. get enough flavor? I didn't get the same delicious Harney and Son, delicious okay. flavor of my wife. Yeah. yeah. So why did you stray to begin with? Well, why does any man stray to begin oh. with? Because we're all fucking idiots. Yeah, well, Mike, okay. yeah, he's always looking for something else. You right. know, um, I'm like, no, we, we need to order from this Chinese place because it's the only good one in the neighborhood. <laughs> and Mike... It, He's finally got, I got you over this now, but he was always ordering from other Chinese places and just to see, just to see. And, uh, and they were never as good. Gross Chinese food is the grossest food on earth. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. No, I, can't imagine. I mean, you, you gross wondered, Indian would be really gross. It too. was, Ooh. these places were so bad. You they wondered were, who orders this. Yes. Yeah. 
they were really who orders this that is happy wow. so anyway uh, wow, our preamble has gone quite a while. Well, it was the tea. Our cold open. Yeah, uh-huh. Our cold open, which was a was which was a hot gripe for Mike. So uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll be back in a couple of minutes after this word from our sponsor. Okay, they might move our Zoom call tomorrow. Oh, they might move our Zoom call. Speaking of moving, mm. hey Mike, have you ever Wanted a really great uh, tea all the time. Uh huh. Almost, just, almost just every second of it. You do realize I drink more than two quarts of peppermint iced tea a day. Well, do I have news for you? Do I? Harney and Sons is oh. a reliable tea, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they have all kinds of flavors: Earl Grey, peppermint tea, um, other kinds that I don't know teas, but I know that they have wonderful teas, and I think you should try them out. You too, listeners. Next time you're going for tea, if you want a reliable tea option, go for Harney and Sons. It doesn't have the label on. John bought me a new kitty cat mask, mm -hmm. and there's not a label. Nope, there's not a label. I don't know. I didn't check mine. That's beautiful. Yeah, I think he. I think he fucked up. Well, maybe he decided to quit paying for the labels. I don't think that's a smart move for a small businessman. Your branding is important. We're talking about the guy who sells uh, masks at the corner. Um, anyway, he okay. makes pretty delightful masks that we buy. So, so this was the week in the coup, or was that last week? No, this that was last week, week actually. Can you believe it? Has it been a week and a half? Yeah. 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 Six, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah. So. This week we just oh he was impeached again. Oh yeah, he's impeached again. Oh yeah. Oh, interesting <laughs> right. interesting That's fact. What this week. Half of all the impeachments in the United States history have been Donald Trump impeachments. <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> Be best. Yeah, he's number one yeah, in impeachment. Be best. <laughs> you know what? I'm so glad he's leaving because I am tired of winning. Yes, I am so tired. I'm of so winning. tired of winning. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Well, we shall see what happens this week. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, we shall. Yeah, the internet, according to the news, it's all a fire with the uh, far right wing groups. Just well, it's funny because my my um, phrase for yeah. the um, the National Guard is open fire. <laughs> so. So anyway, y'all think I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> serious. <laughs> yeah, we gloss over that. <laughs> so uh, the the um, um, inauguration inauguration is on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. The nation will be on a state of high alert. They are still planning to go about it outside. Um, but of course, uh, uh, actually, I learned in one of my morning news programs, which actually is CBS this morning, um, they had on the person who was in charge of security for the Obama inauguration. And um, he actually, they had uh, a, um, a terror or a uh, warning at that time. He actually went out uh, with comments to make in the event of an attack to uh, instruct people how to exit the dais safely. So, um, you know, a high alert is not a new thing for um, uh, for inaugurations, unfortunately. Um, but uh, anyway, I think what this, yeah. 
this week should prove to us is whether or not these people are really going to move are th if they're organized yeah you know how yeah. how organized they actually are. well and how much you know how many of them you know um are really committed because right you know some people i would assume that some people even in that crowd um uh that stormed the capitol the people in the back you know i'm sure there were some people who were like really yeah we should do this yeah uh, this so maybe they they've dropped a few but of course it's energized uh some more radical well, uh, people in there kidding yeah right right oh that's i love that you know it's the democrats fault i just love this it's like well it can't be the republicans because they're the law and order people yeah uh-huh um mm. you know i just don't think we can call republicans law and order no anymore. i think they're they lost that i think they are the anti-american party now so um uh anyway i do kind of and i'm really tired of Republicans and Republican sympathizers saying, oh, this is a time for healing now that we shouldn't impeach Trump. Yeah. I'm like, no, we need some accountability and then we'll heal. Well, that's kind of like back in 2016 after Trump won. And, um, you know, there were certain people on Facebook who were like, now it's time for us all to get together. I know your side lost, but it's time for us all to get together as a country, you know, blah, blah, blah. Into which I posted photos from when Obama was hung in effigy in 2008 right, yeah. after he won. And it's like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah. Right. Well, they're also not mutually exclusive. So it's a it's a baseless argument anyway. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, on a certain level, we do need to come together, but we need to after come together on an agreement of some basic facts in the world. Like, for instance, well, which we, we, and we already ballots. do. Like, there already are rules about why you can be impeached. <laughs> yes. They're just following through on that. Yes. Uh -huh. um, so, anyway, impeachment's going on. Uh, a new president's coming in. Thank God. Uh, uh, very exciting. Kamala Harris, first Kamala, Kamala Harris is first <laughs> female vice president of the United States. So, um, very how was the uh, how was her um, how was her CBS Sunday morning? I didn't I didn't watch it this morning, but I'm I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna seek it out. It was, it was good, good, and I really like her husband a lot. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, she's very likable. Yeah, love her. You know, and I I don't think she's a socialist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she can be a socialist all she wants. That doesn't mean that the United States is gonna be socialist with her. Right. You yeah. can actually have a socialist president. Mm -hmm. But it still wouldn't matter. What's not going to make the the country uh, uh, socialist? Which <laughs> also, I always think about this. You know, I'm sure that gun sales are going to go through the roof because, of course, Democrats want to take away guns. Democrats have never uh, moved to take away guns. It's no. just marketing uh, from the uh, gun lobby. So, which. Oh, there which was is going bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> it was going bankrupt. Yeah, but they're moving to Texas. They're moving to Texas, which is probably a more welcoming state for them. Um, well, actually, upstate New York, I'm sure, is far, very welcoming. It's just, uh, you know, in the city here. Um, um, uh, I was at a family gathering out in Texas one time, and and uh, someone asked me, uh, how hard is it to buy a gun in New York City? And I said, 
I don't know. I've never bought a gun, uh, but I I wish it were harder. So, uh, <laughs> well, wait a second. Can you buy a gun legally in New York City? I don't know. I Are don't there care. gun stores in New York City? There m might be. <laughs> I question. don't know. It's a really no good idea. question. Um, there must be somewhere. I, I know there's know. a shooting range. Well, yeah, but that's a different thing. Um, that's a good question. Are there gun stores in New York City? I will look up. I, probably on Staten Island. Yeah, those. those. Mm -hmm. She's a fraud. And out here in Queens, out in suburban Queens, there might be one. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. Um, so that happened. Um, we, yesterday, um, just to get off the politics, uh, Mike and I ventured into the city, which we meet when we say the city, we mean Manhattan. Uh, we live in Queens uh, to have dinner on the Upper West Side, and which was delightful. We sat in an outdoor hut open on one side. And actually, we were kind of separated from the next tables. They had these plexiglass dividers. Um, and there was a heat lamp in there, which made it very, it was very comfortable. Uh, and after dinner, we were walking to the subway. And I got to say, I was shocked by how deserted the Upper West Side is. Um, and, you know, it kind of reminds me of Midtown. Because, you know, in our neighborhood out here in Queens, when you go out, there's as many people on the street as there ever were. And, uh, but if, uh, whereas on the Upper West Side, there is no one on the street now. Hmm. And I'm kind of curious why that is, because, of course, you know, in Manhattan, some of those neighborhoods, there were a lot of people on the street because there were a lot of people from other places, either tourists or even from uh, other boroughs uh, that were hanging out in the city in these places. But uh, the Upper West Side, I feel, is more neighborhoody. But maybe there were enough of those people come from, coming from other uh, neighborhoods to make it seem uh, the, um, that was contributing to a lot of those people on the street. But yeah, no, I, I kind of felt like every other person we saw was a homeless guy. I, I would venture to venture to guess that just based on economic factors, people in that neighborhood, I, probably more so than our neighborhoods, because the story is the same. There's lots of people on the streets. Those like they're they're paying to have all of the things that they would have gotten in errands delivered. So maybe like, you know, maybe there's a lot less like going to the grocery store. It was also a cold winter night in January. Yeah, well, 730, but still. Uh, but the other thing that you mentioned, Mike, is also a lot of those people have second homes yeah. more so than in our neighborhood. And so and a lot of people have during COVID just gone to their second. Yeah, homes. I mean, if, if you're yeah, especially now, if, if you're um, working remotely. Yeah, you can go anywhere. Yeah. But we yeah. had people in our building who left yeah. New York. You know, we had an, an apartment sold a few a few floors down because they decided, you know, they can work from anywhere. And they were going to I think, Richmond, Richmond, because they have family mm -hmm. there. So yeah. anyway, mm -hmm. a lot of things changing um, in the world. Um, you can buy a, a gun at a few places in Queens and uh, New York. Uh huh. I figured you could. So uh, yeah, great. We have gun stores. Mm -hmm. Did you did you actually get a a, a find a location? Glendale, Mike, wherever Glendale is. Oh, Glendale, Queens. Yeah. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. I vaguely know where that is. Um, so Mike uh, is always wanting to buy a gun and I tell him no, because if we had a gun, <laughs> I'd have to buy a new laser printer every other month because he gets angry and, and very upset with, with the, our printer. I don't know why it just <laughs> decides to stop working. It has one fucking job on this planet and that is to print. I don't know why it can't just do that. Yeah, uh, uh, it's not a piece of furniture and it's not a piece of art. It's a printer. One thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Actually, one of the things I was a little concerned about when I uh, started working from home and being home all the time was um, um, hearing your outbursts uh, when you have issues with technology. You really don't have as many as I was afraid you might have. You might hear, Jesus Christ, because <laughs> my, my computer is so slow. Only once was I at a meeting and someone said, what was that? <laughs> because you had an outburst. <laughs> um, so uh, what what have you been doing this week, Megan? How, have you been to the playground? Um, yeah, I, I had kind of a busy week at work, so I didn't really get to go to um, my park until... Actually, I think until Friday, but I went Friday, I went Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but uh, I had kind of an indoorsy, indoorsy week because I just was pretty busy. So yeah. I was very glad to get out this weekend. Yeah, I must say my my uh, job is picking up this was picking up this week. I was very busy all week. So, yeah, um, I took one day off. I had you know, I'm I'm an old guy, so I take a whole day off to have doctor's appointments, but uh, <laughs> get them all done. So, uh, but other than that, yeah, it was a pretty nice week, pretty busy. Um, I'm, I'm happier when I'm busier. Yeah. Um, good, good. Well, um, what have we been watching? Well, we watched that Two Weeks to Live. Yeah, and we finished it. We yeah. really enjoyed What's it. What's that? That's on HBO Max. It's with Maisie Williams and Shaban from Fleabag. This oh, is... right, 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 and right, right. And it's kind of uh-huh. cute. Yeah. Um, it's six half-hour episodes, so it's, oh, it goes fast. fast. Yeah, it goes um, fast. It was very were... enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we watch? Oh, we, we're we watching Pine Gap. Oh yeah, we finished Pine Gap. Your cousin, I... your cousin Jane, recommended it. Last mm-hmm. recommend... What's that? Well, it's the last recommendation we take at Jane's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was not so good. It was so boring. It was just so good. It was, was, it an, was it Australian it was produced? Australian thing about um, a United States Australian surveillance um, facility. In, and they ran drones or commanded drones. Yeah, yeah. In, in Pine Gap in Australia, in the outback. Um, mm. And there's a mole there, a spy who put some spyware on there. And it just went on for six hour long episodes and they could never build suspense. They never build any sort of tension. And it was just, just dull. And it had, had, you know, the characters were like hardly, you know, and hardly there. They're just like sketches of actual people. And, and then they have these other, they would throw in these other things like, you know the 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 co-director's wife is having an affair with a Chinese guy, but it goes it goes nowhere. Right. Nothing, also, that uh, homeless cares? girl, the homeless girl. You know, yeah. It just yeah. it just had nothing. It was just badly done. It was yeah. badly written. Hmm. So, 
So yeah, so we watched that. We watched that. Some We're Cobra loving uh, Pretend It's a City. Pretend It's a City. The friend. What's that? That's the Martin Scorsese interview with Fran Leibovitz. Oh, right, 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 right. A lot right. of fun. A lot of fun. It's a real love letter to New York. She is. She really is a new, a New York institution. <laughs> yes, she. Um, been watching she, Cobra Kai. Yeah, love Cobra Kai. Still watching the Durrells a couple of episodes a week. Uh huh. Uh huh. Enjoy like them a lot. Love that Durrell. Oh, we family. watched um, All Creatures Great and Small last week. <laughs> I like that. I just thought it was sweet. It's just it a is. sweet little thing. And there's another PBS. Thing. It's not sad. No, I mean no, I'm sure it's about a veterinarian. I'm sure at some point it might get sad, but it's not. It's not animals like they, die. They don't kill animals well, every week. They also live. He, he, he delivered saved, a calf. He delivered a calf last week. You know. Oh. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of curious about your your feelings towards veterinarians. I'm like, you think they kill people? All they get your cat to do is shit. Take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For how much? Mm. Really expensive shits, like five hundred dollars. Thousand dollars shits. <laughs> I was watching Your Honor with Brian Cranston. That thing's going on for a long time. Yeah, it is. But I'm enjoying it's, it. It's okay. It's not like Pine Gap. It's like no, and like it's we not still like we're like halfway through. Through. I know. Yeah, I, I'm you like. Know. But now the mobster knows, and yeah, so it's going to take a different turn, and I don't. Who knows? It's fine. It's not great, but it's fine. Um, I'm still watching Arrested Development. And my next one to watch is going to be Strangers with Candy. Okay. The the uh, Amy Sedaris uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. series from like 19... I think it had three seasons nine, starting in 1999. And I've seen it, but it's been... You know, it's, that's a lot. It's 20 years ago. I know. It's that, hard to believe. Yeah. I've had really good math scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my my insomnia theater has been Alice in Borderland, which is this Japanese show about, you know, these people who have been transported to, I guess, a different dimension where all the population is gone except for like 300 um, Q20-somethings. And um, they're forced to play Hunger Games sort of things where they're killed. And it's kind of fun at three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, we watched a couple of movies this week. We did. We Beyond watched the Madame, Madame with Tony with, Collette, and uh, what's oh, that? Is it good? I think you would like it. Okay. I, yeah, it yeah. wasn't great, but it was. I enjoyed it better than a lot. I, I enjoyed it more than Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, we watched. Oh Ma, yeah, that's on my list too. I haven't watched that yet. We watched Ma Rainey today. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's a, I thought it was a good movie. I mean, it, but it's troublesome in that you know they're trying to turn all of uh, August Wilson's 20th century plays into films. And I think that's a noble uh, goal, but I don't know whether August Wilson's language translates to film. You know, he has a very flowery, you know, poetic language. And when you're listening to that on a stage, live coming from people, it's a heightened reality. Right. But a film is, is, is just, Unless the director is going to like funk it up in some way, like yeah. Michelle Gondry or something like that. But if mm. you're just doing it straight on, it comes across as false. Right. So so it's hard to get connected to it because, you know, you can see, you can, you know, as the old Peter Pan thing, you can see the strings. Right. Um, 
so I think that's the itch because I had the same problem with fences, mm. you know. Mm. And oh, the movie fences, yeah, yeah. you know. The, but here, I mean, everything is done wonderfully. Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis are great, and you know, but it just it just doesn't ring true because of the language. Ah, interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And no also, one's it's gonna, a dark story. It's a dark story, but well, also and, no one is going to change the actual words of August Wilson. Right. Because they only, you know, the whole point is to make sure these are filmed for posterity. Yeah. So that, and so you can't really change it, you know. Yeah. You, to no, lose, you lose that August Wilson-ness of it all. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's, a, it's a conundrum. Right? I feel like you don't get, like, when you see something on stage, especially like an August Wilson, right? There are moments of quiet. I don't think there was a single moment of quiet. Um, hmm. I thought Viola Davis had some. Okay, but it didn't seem quiet because that character is so angry mm -hmm. and not angry. Well, yes, angry. Yeah, angry. Well, um, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. But. Yeah. Well, and so that's the other issue, you know. Uh, August William Wilson was chronicling uh, black life in America during the 20th century, which is, you know, it's a century of racism and oppression. And um, so um, it, that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a downer, you know, yeah, even I mean, though the music, it was a, a, a way to celebrate. And they do talk about the joy even through their oppression, they they have to find the joy and the yeah. the good times where they can. But um, still, it's yeah, they're not comedies. Yeah, <laughs> no. And not. I finally today, after John went for his nap, I finally finished *The Five Bloods*, which is oh, that's on my list. That's been on the list for a long time. Yeah. How's that? Well, I, I started it a few months ago, and I got oh wow, <laughs> an hour and a half into it, and I was like. I just don't like this. And so I shut it off. And then I keep reading how it's one of the, you know, front runners for the best picture nomination. And I'm like, all right, well, let me just sort of finish it. And so then about a month ago, I started again and I got like 20 minutes into it. And I'm like, I just don't like this. And then today I'm like, all right, I have one hour left. And so I finished it. Yeah. And I still don't like it. I yeah. just, mm. I just, I, I mean, it just seems it's a Spike Lee joint that is extraordinarily disjointed. Yeah. I, it, there's like a lot of ideas in this stew, and I just don't think it all comes together. It's mm -hmm. like making Mexican food with Chinese five spice. And it just, yeah, it just did not work for me. But don't worry, but mm -hmm. the cast is great. And Spike Lee is such a good filmmaker. You know, I mean, the actual as a director the things he does is is bold and, and and i really love watching his he's so kinetic but geez i just didn't think it, it worked at all and maybe mm -hmm. maybe it's going over my white my old my old white man's head yeah. and that could be that could be uh, i understand the analogy of the black people going to find the gold in vietnam because they are deserving of i understand that part but well, when I want to get back to Madame, we kind of stepped over it. Um, so it's got Tony Collette and Rosie De Palma, who was in a lot of uh, Pedro Almodovar movies. Um, mm. Harvey Keitel. And Harvey Keitel. Uh, Tony Collette and Harvey Keitel are a wealthy, um, well, a, a seemingly wealthy American couple living in a grand home in Paris. 
and um, Rosie is their is uh, the maid. Um, and there's it's kind of an upstairs downstairs story, kind of a Cinderella story in that um, Tony Collette forces Rosie to be uh, the 14th guest at a dinner party because 13 people at dinner is unlucky. And uh, then it just kind of goes from there. And I enjoyed it. One I, of the guests mistakes her for an actual countess. Yes. Rather, you know, and falls in love with her. Which drives mm. Tony Collette, the mistress of the house, insane. And I loved Rosie De Palma. And I feel like Tony Collette was so evil that it turned, it kind of made me sour on the movie. Like she was just so evil. Is evil hmm. the right word? Well, actually, I would say cunty, or yeah. as as uh, <laughs> as uh, uh, although RuPaul means something else when he says charisma, uniqueness, uniqueness nerve, nerve, and talent. And talent. Um, but uh, no, um, but yeah, no, she is. Yeah, she was an awful rich person, you know, talking down to to. to you know, the people who work for her and always saying, you know, how good I am to you. And I, you know, we always donate to Black Lives Matter every oh, year. I've got an awful rich person story. Oh, nice. I have a, I'm not going to say who any of these people were. But anyway, I have a friend who worked I as will. an assistant. Don't. <laughs> Look me in the eye, Mike. Do, do I know them? Do I know who they are? Yeah, you do. Oh. Uh, so I had a friend who was an assistant, assistant to a wealthy woman. And yeah, part of her benevolence to her maid was that she would she would buy these cheap thongs to wear to get a spray tan. And when she was done, she she didn't want to wear these thongs ever again. She would give them to her maid. Oh my god. Yes. Yes, and think she was doing a good thing. Oh my god. Whoa. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, so Tony Collette's character is not too far off the mark, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I know who that is. I know who he's talking about. Yeah, you do, don't you? I yes. do. Uh -huh. So there is that. Uh, did we watch you know anything where she else? Lives, delightful, uh, delightful <laughs> uh, things that we watched this. I week? don't think so. Um, music podcast. Did I? Did you hear any good podcasts? What did this you week? watch this week, Megan? It's always what John and I watched. It's true. I mean, it is mostly the John and Mike show, but occasionally, I'll, well, yeah. how are um, you doing with working your way through the Marvel universe? I did. I did work on that. I oh, watched, where are um, you? And That's Mike, Mike thinks it's a good thing. I do. I love this. What? Where are you? It's exciting. So, uh, so I think since we last. Broke. Uh, I got two more in, so that would mean Iron Man two and the first four, which means tonight is the first Avengers, which I'm very excited for. I've never seen any of the Avengers movies. Okay, the first Avengers is okay. The okay. second Avengers is not good. The third Avengers uh, is wonderful, and end mm -hmm. End Game is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Okay. Wait, what did you say? Amazing. The first Thor is pretty funny. The yeah, Thor I, I liked Thor. it. Yeah. The second one is kind of dull, but the third one, Ragnarok, is great. 
Really Ragnarok is one of the random ones I have seen, but I'm excited to watch it again after having, because then I will have seen, you know, everything that came before, yeah. but yeah. Uh, it's pretty great. And um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the other ones. I like Doctor Strange. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is really good. Gal yes. Gar Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is just the same thing. It just, mm. it just really, really is just a remake. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so it's kind of skippable, frankly. But uh, mm. that might that may well, be. I won't be skipping anything. You can't. You can't. Yeah. No. You can't. That's not the point of the well, project. You actually could. I've skipped a lot of them and I'm very happy. You about just it. stop going. That's not <laughs> saying you're skipping them. When you say, I'm done. <laughs> I'm and I'm like, oh, great. I can go to the movies without having, you know, this 300-pound person bitch about it with next to me. <laughs> yeah, it works out. Win-win. So, Win-win. You can go see your Queen Latifah movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, anything else, uh, Megan? Any? Uh... Now, when uh, are you going to watch huh? WandaVision? Yes, I'm actually very excited for it, but not until not until the movie project is over. Yeah, you'll have to wait, won't you? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, 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 from reading about Ron Division, I have an idea of of what it's all about. At the, it, it has a, it, yeah, I think it has a twist ending. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It, so I think I should wait. I, yeah, I think I should wait. Have to wait. Well, um, it's time for a break. So uh, when we come back. Megan, if there's anything else you've been watching you want to share, otherwise we'll get into the movie school. Uh, we'll be right back. And we are back with Two Queens and a What. Uh, Megan, was there anything else you wanted to talk about that you watched this week? Well, um, the, two, the two television series that um, I made some progress in, well, one finished was The Undoing. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's the Nicole. So that was good to watch. Yeah. Um, which Mike and I had mixed feelings about the ending. I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no problem. Yeah. Me too. Me too. And Nicole Kidman, gorgeous in a coat. Gorgeous. Especially a burgundy coat. Yes. And a green coat. Oh my God, that green coat. The green coat. Yeah, Everybody both of those coats were gorgeous. Yeah. Um, what was the other uh, TV show that you watched? And then. Um, Oh, it, this was something that Myrna and my roommate and I started early on in the pandemic and then just kind of like re realized we never finished it and repicked it up. But um, the the TV series of What We Do in the Shadows, which is so yeah. Oh, love it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We've been watching. I, yeah. It's, so now we just started the second season and it's just, it's it's oh. such a good show. Oh, it's oh, really Guillermo. Delightful. Oh, my God. It's such a good show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the second season, a lot of fun with Guillermo. This, uh, what we do in the shadows is vampires in Staten Island, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Uh, it's really delightful. Really delightful. Highly recommend it for anyone who uh, would like to. It's a comedy. It's vampires. Um, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we're actually watching that actress and her brother. Uh, have a series that's on where do we watch HBO Max. on HBO Max called Staff Let's Flat. Staff Let's Flat. Oh, I kind of mixed. I've up. heard of that. I didn't realize that was them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't realize they were brother and sister. I mean, they look exactly mm -hmm. alike, but um, and they have the same name, but I didn't realize. And very similar voices. Yeah. yeah. And um, 
But yeah, I mean, there's funniness about it, but it's kind of that dry, very uncomfortable. A lot of things are just uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, and it's not all that different. You right. know, the first it's, and the second episode were the same. Yeah, and they're half hours, and they seem longer to me. And and um, Meg, did you watch? I hate Susie. Yeah, I finished that. Yeah. All right, I just watched the second episode. I found it very difficult to get through. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I, I mean, it's obviously on purpose. And so I kind of stuck with it and um, I thought it was a pretty good show. Okay. I will watch it. What's all. that about? Oh, it's about um, an, a, like a B level actress in England who um, her phone gets hacked and photos of her given fellatio are published. Oh. Except she has her current hair color but the penis that she's filleting is not her husband's. Right. So it causes great problems all, you know. In her marriage. In but her does career, her career blow up? Well, I don't know because I just you know, watched two episodes. The uh, the uh, 2000s have taught us that uh, uh, elite um, sex tape will make you a star. Kim Kardashian. Yeah, Paris it, they don't take that. They don't take that angle. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't seem to be going that angle. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, it, it's and it's one of those, you know. I wouldn't call I, it's not. It's not a comedy. I mean, no, it's a dramedy. It's definitely yeah. a dramedy. So, but I love Billy Piper. So, yeah, and and I thought the like the most satisfying thing to watch in that show for me was the sort of like evolution of the relationship with um, Susie and her publicist. Oh, really? Um, that thread like kind of really carried the show. I thought. Okay. Yeah, I just got to the one where they're at the Comic-Con and... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I hate shows about people doing drugs, you know, and I, uh -huh. I, just, uh -huh. I just can't stand them. Um, but anyway. That, yeah, that, 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 because if, drugs if that's what, like, you? turns you off. That's, that, that was a one-off in that episode, oh, okay. so that doesn't, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, yeah. uh, Megan's movie school. Our movie this week was Tampopo. From oh, yay! <laughs> so, Megan, your thoughts on Tampopo? Oh my God! It was. I, I mean, I have. I have. I ninety five percent enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was like so. There were okay. It was first of all, it was just a really cool premise for a movie. Like I'm like, you know, the fact like the fact that there's a movie in the Criterion collection about like a ramen shop was awesome. Um, and uh, I, and I'll just get it, get 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 away, get over this from the start. Um, I took Mike's advice, which was very, very good advice and <laughs> ordered ramen to make sure to be eating noodles while watching the movie. Um, and even if you don't order ramen, like you need to eat something. The movie it's entirely about food, you so you have to. Yeah. Eat I, 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 we had just come back from dinner, and I was full. And then, but like near the end, I was like, I broke down and had a donut. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I had to. Um, I think I, I mean, I genuinely, at least in my recent memory, I have a terrible memory, but at least in my recent memory, I have never laughed harder at a movie either ever or in a very, very long time there. And do you want to guess what scene it was? I'll let you guess if you think that's a fun game. What scene? Genuinely like had to pause it because I was laughing so hard. 
I don't know. I love when the little kid beats up the other three guys. Um, okay. I love, I mean, I laugh a lot at this movie. Um, no, I can't think of which scene it is for you, though. When Tam Popo had the foresight to vacuum out a rice <laughs> from a choking, choking man's man. yes. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, but it that, was so funny. The whole movie so is so silly in that you know the wife is like, "No, don't you have any pork or duck udon?" Because <laughs> that dumbass did you in the last time. Now I'm going to go to the bank, and then she leaves. And she says, I'll yeah. "Pork and duck." And he orders everything he's not supposed to. Uh-huh. And then it almost <laughs> does it. Um, and then he does it again. Um, Oh my god, it was so funny! And the whole time you're like sitting, you're thinking like, what's gonna ha- it could like what's gonna happen? Like, is he gonna like is he gonna spew all over the table? Like, is he gonna choke on something? Is he just gonna like keel over because his like salt intake is you know? But then to like vacuum out what he was choking on was just so so funny. Um, the the I think the only thing about the entire movie that um you know I was like ugh was um you know it's just like. Yet another story where, you know, like a group of men have to save a woman. But um, but oh, yeah. but that was it was easy to like get over that and just like really go on the ride and, and really enjoy the movie. I took that more as a joke. And it's like these guys are all congratulating themselves on what they've done at the mm. end. And, you know, but it's Tempopo did it all. Yeah. You know. Well, also, some of the things they made her do, like at first, it was like the Olympics. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. It was like, right, you, you know, her, yeah, her that having, was that was a really funny thing too. The yeah. pot of water back and forth, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> and then to put to put together a, a bowl of ramen in in less than <laughs> less than three, three minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, there was yeah, there was a lot of stuff. I I think it, it it is as delightful a movie as I remember it being when I saw it back in the eighties. So. Yeah, I was it was happy, so it was so fun. Happy some weird, some like definitely really weird moments. Yeah, um, but gang, really fun. The yeah. gangster and his gun and his mall, all of that stuff. You know, at the beginning was like I don't like people eating at the movies. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and then later on they're having sex and he's putting that that insect on her stomach and and getting it drunk <laughs> and covering and, it. And I'm like, that is so oh, weird. Yeah. And then at the end, who shoots him? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't know, do we? No. How many? Um, what is the Megan um, attentionometer? What is it called? Yeah, Megan's uh, attention spanometer. How many times? Oh yeah. I, okay, actually, I, I was a little bit guilty of looking at my phone kind of a lot during this movie, but it was only like one time. It was because it was blowing up with text, but otherwise, it was to look up things about about the to like look up a word, you know, or look up things about the movie, which I just felt like I was going to forget if I didn't do it in the moment. Mm-hmm. So it was never out of boredom, but I did, I did pick up my phone like four or five times. Okay. Interesting. Well, interesting. Okay. I did not do as well. I'm yeah, having, you were like asleep or something. I was asleep. Also in today's movie, I slept a lot. I'm having trouble staying awake for movies these days. Mm-hmm. Maybe my naps have just not been effective enough. Maybe you're taking too many <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe um so uh so anything else we yeah. need about this he th- this director did a couple of other um uh funny movies in the 80s eat man drink woman and a taxing oh woman. he did that yeah um so 
that yes so <laughs> those are if you're bored and looking for juzo itami movies it is then the those are ones to go to food, and the right? funeral um but it's been since the 80s since he's done i think he died Oh, <laughs> people do. People die. Um, um, cool. Well, we, I'm going to yeah. do Six Degrees of Cindy Knight because uh, it had relationship to the movie. And then we'll assign next week's movie. All right. So here, Cindy Knight uh, sent her email this afternoon. Uh, Hello, you crazy queens and a what? Mike challenged me to make a connection to Ken Want. Watanabe. Watanabe. Watanabe this week. I decided to go the predictive route and connect to him through the king and I, though I did connect through a designer this week, not just performers. I have found hmm. a third degree connection. As mentioned, Ken Watanabe, Watanabe played the <laughs> king of Siam in the most recent production of The King and I on Broadway. The set designer for that was Michael Yergin. Now, I think I've worked directly with Michael, though I can't find what production that was definitely on. So I'm not officially claiming the second degree connection. Michael Yergin was the set designer on the Joe Mantello production of Dead Man Walking that first opened in San Francisco in the year 2000. Uh, Joyce D. Donato played Sister Helen Prejean in that production. Joyce also played the same role in the Leonard Foglia production of Dead Man at NYCO, New York City Opera in 2002, which I stage managed. This is one of the shows that left a lasting impression on me. Not only was the content of the show terribly disturbing, but it was technically one of the most difficult shows I've ever done and managing to tech it and pull it off during the crazy constraints of the NICO rehearsal schedule is one of my proudest moments in my career and one that I talk about far too often, I'm sure. First time I've heard about yeah, Cindy. I don't feel, I, think, I don't think. And so. I want to hear more. Yeah. No, it would, yeah, fabulous. I, I actually saw that. I think I was living out West at that time and I flew in with my friend Kelly, uh, I'll say her last name, Christensen, who was the sweetheart of Death Row, because of course this is about uh, Sister Prejean and her work with a, uh, a prisoner on Death Row in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. So, um, which is it, why her name is Prejean. Prejean, yeah, right, Prejean. Um, <laughs> so, and it was fabulous. Uh, also, um, by the way, Joyce Dinanato is amazing and. I actually regularly just watch her teaching master classes with young singers and how to sing. So, uh, you're not ever, touching yourself when you do the. No, uh -uh. but she really is amazing, and the way that she. She teaches, has a shout out to my. Oh, sorry, John. Finish and then I'll shout out. Yeah, go ahead with your shout out. My shout out was to my favorite podcast, uh, Desert Island Discs. She has a really good Desert Island Disc podcast. Oh, D Joyce D. Donato does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would imagine. She's fabulous. As a bonus, Cindy goes on, I found this photo of Joyce DiDonato on stage at NICO during the curtain calls for the gala concert of 2009, which she sang in and I stage managed. Sorry, listeners, you can't see the photo, obviously. 
Well, you are wrong, Cindy Knight, because Two Queens and a What has a Facebook page. And you can, I have posted this photo to our uh, Facebook page so you can see. We're multi platform. The dust, the, the, uh, stunning Joyce Donato in a beautiful blue mermaid skirt dress and uh, at the center of the shot. So definitely check us out on Facebook um, and uh, you, you can see Cindy's photo. Have a good week, everyone. Signed, Cindy. By the way, Megan, guess what I'm cooking for dinner? <gasps> well, I, I mean, I, I happen to know because we texted about it, but I'll, but I'll pretend oh. to um, just have a really good. Never mind. Uh, I'm making ramen. I'm making ramen. ramen. <laughs> yes, 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 Queen. Nice, nice. I can't wait. I'm getting peckish. I, I'm just kind of snacked today. I didn't. Well, I had breakfast, but I never really had a lunch. So. Mm -hmm. The film for next week, Megan. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. I have gone back to the AFI Top 100 Films. Uh-oh. And I decided to go to the bottom of the list. Uh-oh. Which is Yankee Doodle <laughs> Dandy. Really? It's a 1942 American biographical musical film. So it's a biopic about George M. Cohen, known as the man who owned Broadway. There's a statue of him in Times Square... Uh, right behind the TKTS booth. Um, so if you ever wondered who that was, it's George M. Cohen. Mm -hmm. If you didn't slow down to read the read the uh, oh. base of the statue. Directed by Michael Curtiz, who also did Casablanca and The Adventures of Robin Hood mm -hmm. and White Christmas. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's a, it's a musical. Um, and so the film was a major hit for Warner Brothers, and it was nominated for eight Academy Awards and won three. And in 1993, wow. it was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. So uh, that's our film for next week. I've never seen it. Uh, you know what? I, I think I might have seen it when I was in high school or in college. I but I don't it. think I ever saw the entire film. Yeah, I've seen scenes from it. Yeah. So uh, that is our film for next week. Tell me something. Is there anyone that we can assign for a six degrees of for Cindy from this? Can she do James Cagney? Well, okay. Well, let's just throw it out there. James Cagney, which she sure might be able to. Well, yeah, I might, she may have you to know, do the whole six degrees. Well, but... uh, probably if you get to if you get to Ann Miller, you could probably get to Jimmy Cagney. Right. Jimmy Cagney's last movie was Ragtime. Elizabeth McGovern was in Ragtime. Oh yeah. So uh, mm. anyway, so Cindy, I think we've raised the bar a little for you yeah. for your six degrees. Also, um, I was talking to a friend this week, and I was talking about this segment of the podcast this person is not a listener but she might become a listener now but anyway she said oh my god you should call it cindy night stalker <laughs> <laughs> which it's kind of fun i like that yeah so i like that too should we vote shall we call it cindy sure. night stalker from here on out okay yeah cindy there's your further instructions you are now the cindy night stalker which is also fitting because <laughs> these professional connections are theatrical and most of her work is at night. 
Not really. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, there you go. That makes total Which, sense. Which, you know, the rehearsals actually are during the day. But um, so uh, anything else we would like to talk about before we say goodbye? Well, this might be our last podcast. <gasps> Why? Okay. Because the world could end on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, yeah. True. Well, if it was, it was nice knowing you all. And uh, anyway, mm-hmm. no, I think I think that we, our podcast will become a voice of the resistance. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be, I like it. Resistance <laughs> to what? Though? If we have to walk to Canada on my new knee and broadcast from Canada, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it. it would take us so long to get there. Yeah, it would. No, I'd probably just try to take a train. <laughs> no, I would never take a train, a train. to Canada. We took again. a train to Canada once. Oh, it was, it was not awful. A good yeah, the last time we went to Canada, it almost ended our relationship. Yeah. So maybe we should go to Mexico. Let's go to Mexico. It's warmer. Yeah. And the food's better. Oh, absolutely. Tacos or poutine? Tacos yeah. or poutine? Definitely going Tacos. to Mexico. Tacos. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, and oh, also. I'll tell you, skin cancer in three months. But uh, you asked what we're going to do tomorrow because uh, here's another oh, segment. This is our bi weekly segment of, hey, John, what are we going to do tomorrow when the cleaning lady comes? Yes. And tomorrow <laughs> we're actually going to go into the city to see the new Patrick Moynihan terminal uh, uh, at Penn Station, and uh, which was built in the old uh, U.S. Postal Office at 34th and 8th. So uh, that is our day trip for tomorrow and we're gonna go over this high line and walk down to the village and, and have lunch maybe go to bubby's for lunch i would love to go to bubby's for lunch i love, I bubby's. love bubby's um so that is have an outdoor yeah they got to if they're open on monday we'll find out why would they not be if they're not we'll go to a place that is that's right god damn it uh-huh. we'll, put, there you we'll, go. put, we'll leave a note on bubby's doors hey two fat guys didn't come here because you were close yeah we were gonna order big <laughs> <laughs> so until next week that's all from two queens that are what so goodbye a bubby bye bubby 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 oh i'm having trouble stopping recording uh-oh